You're listening to Marriage Survival Boot Camp. We are not professionals, nor are we counselors. This is really for entertainment purposes only. You may hear graphic details about our lives. Sorry, Sorry Dad. Dad. I will show you things. Wonderful, terrible things. We have such sights to show you. A wife can cook and slave and clean for you all day long. You would never think of saying something pleasant to her. You wouldn't even think of doing a simple little gentlemanly thing like tipping your hat. You might as well get this into your head. It's for men only. So it's final, it's settled, and it's over and done with. In order for real change to happen in any relationship, whether it's a marriage, a friendship, family relationships, there needs to be open dialogue. Hello, everyone. Hey, welcome to Marriage Survival Boot Camp. I'm Damon Gallaty. And I'm April Gallaty, and we're your hosts for this wonderful podcast. All right. All right. So, um... I guess this is uh, episode two, right? It is episode two. I don't know where my phone is. I had it here just a second ago. It is right behind oh, you. Yeah. I have the, my notes on the phone. so uh, She is the prepared. I am the prepared. Hey, at least I have notes, right? That's true. You okay. do have notes. So, can't complain there. No, we can't. So um, if you want to contact me or Damon um, at Marriage Survival Boot Camp, um, my email is april at com. And my email is damon at com. And honestly, if you learn how to spell you gonna meow, it's Y-O-U-G-O-N-N-A-M-E-O-W, you can find us anywhere. That's, That's the right. website. That's the thing you type in on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr. It's easy. It's easy to find us. In fact, I think we're going to be trying to set up a YouTube here very soon, right? Hopefully, yep. All right, cool. Um, oh, also, we're going to be having a Patreon yes, soon. Yes, yes. We've talked about it before, and we talked about uh, bonus material and that sort of thing on Patreon. So keep on the lookout for it. Uh, we promise uh, we will eventually get it up there, and it will be full of good stuff. Yes, definitely. And uh, please uh, support us, and we appreciate you supporting us and, and all the other shows. Oh, other shows. Well, other shows. Well, You Gonna Me Out Podcast Network is not just Marriage Survival Boot Camp. Not at all. We have other shows. Yep. We have uh, Bless Your Heart, which, what do you call that? You the call flagship. The flagship show of um, You Gonna Me Out Podcast Network is... Uh, uh, bless your heart, which is my show. And it's basically just a bullshit show. It's me interviewing people. I am interview comedians, just regular Joes. Um, I'm going to have an interview coming up in a couple of weeks that I'm going to be, you know, um, interviewing a gentleman who um, works at the uh, University of Oregon. I'm not really sure what this is about, but I'm, I'm always interested in trying new things. It'll be fun. That's so. right. Stay tuned and find Stay out this mystery guest. Things on Bless Your Heart. And then, of course, we have VHS Vengeance, which is going beautifully. Oh, yes. These guys are awesome. Uh, Dave Lowry and Nick Puente, hilarious. <laughs> you should hear their riffs on these uh, B-movies that they do. It is amazing. It is. It's a lot of fun. And you can actually, you can catch them on YouGonnaMeow.com if you want to listen to the VHS Vengeance or... If you're in Portland, they do a live VHS Vengeance uh, reviewing B-movies around town, which you can find them on Facebook. Absolutely. V uh, at VHS Vengeance on Facebook. Okay. Um, well, we're really becoming a professional podcast. Like, the first couple minutes is dedicated to, yeah. like, all of our things. It's, okay. it's the administrative stuff. It is the administrative stuff. Okay. Here's your baby, Kickstarter. So, tell everybody what's going on on Kickstarter. So, uh, on Kickstarter, uh, through our Galaxy Designs arm, we are going to be kickstarting a new card game uh, from uh, uh, 
uh, multiple time uh, game releaser C. Michael Hall. Yes. Uh, he's, a, he's an experienced game designer, a fantastic artist, and we have contracted with him to produce a game about uh, running a dispensary for marijuana. So the idea is that you are trying to grow strains and sell them in the marketplace while uh, you know competing against other people who are also trying to grow strains themselves. Yeah, and if you're really into tabletop games or card games, um, Mike is um, he's he's a multi-card game creator. There he pick, he made Pickle Pickle Pepper. He uh, made uh, what was the vampire one? Vampsylvania. Vampsylvania. Yeah, that one's a good fun one. He's a comic artist. He's so freaking talented. It makes me... Yeah. Ugh. He's extremely talented, and he, he knows how to make a fun game. So yeah, do, do be on the lookout for that. It will be worth your while to check it out. Yes, definitely. And it will it will support Marriage Survival Boot Camp. It will support um, uh, You Gonna Meow Podcast Network. So mm -hmm. definitely check it out. Yep. Um, and then finally, Danger Girls. Danger, Danger Girls. Girls. Um, actually, I think it's Danger Girls 2. Ah. Or it's Danger Girls the Second Coming. Oh. Um, yeah, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. It's on February 22nd at 7 p.m. at the Hot Box at, uh, next to Canna in the City um, at 3607 Southwest Corbin Avenue. Um, in beautiful downtown Portland. Yes. And uh, I will be doing 10 minutes um, there. Um, we will be, you know what, I totally don't have any of the other names for the show. Uh -oh. So, oh, it's well. just April. Don't worry it's about it. Me. You don't need to worry about anybody yeah, else. Yeah, you know what? You're come gonna, out to see her. That's yeah, it. come see me. And then there'll be other people, other funny people there, too. Those so. will be bonus guests. <laughs> That's what it is. They're surprise guests. April's the star. I'm, I She's, suck. I'm sorry, people. Yeah. I'm, I don't mean to be an asshole. Aww. But anyway. All right. So on to Marriage Survival Boot Camp. I got a yes. feeling this one's going to be a short one. It um, might be. Um, but we have some things to talk about, some things that have happened recently that made us uh, reflect on our, our marriage <laughs> and how, how we continue to uh, make it through uh, despite the, the challenges that come upon us. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, we, you know, we had talked about when we were creating this podcast, anybody who's done a podcast or anything like this, it's, um, it's, it's a growing, breathing, living creature at some point. And you never really know which direction things are going to go and so we finally decided to um that we'll probably talk about things as they come up in our lives and then we'll curate stuff to talk about when nothing exciting is going on right now things are going on you know um do you want to start it off or sure wanna... sure so uh recently we faced the uh challenge of you know what do you do when you have so much going on in your life that it's uh it, it it's hard to uh have time for yourselves you right. know we we've gone through stages in our marriage where we've both had to work or you know we, we and then we have stuff going on in the evenings but uh as of a few years ago we had gotten to this comfortable routine of working during the day and then being at home in the evening sitting uh, having dinner in front of the TV and then just relaxing in front of the TV for pretty much the next 3 to 4 hours together Right, right, which was nice. I mean, there's nothing wrong with getting into like a habit, and then that's I think that's what it's boiled down to. It's yeah. it's become a meritable, a meritable, marital, marital <laughs> habit, marital, maritable habit, maritable. Mar the new yeah. word is yes. maritable. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, so it's become a marital habit. So yeah, and it's. Um, it's interesting, like, if you get into the habit of going home 
we get home, we've been teased about the fact that we're old people yeah. now because we go, we get home around five, we eat dinner around six. And I did not realize this was a odd thing until recently, probably within the last year or so. Like all of our friends and stuff don't eat dinner until like eight, eight thirty. And we, by the time they're eating dinner, we're preparing for bed. We're brushing our teeth. Yeah. We're usually in bed between 930 and 10 most nights. Yeah. Um, but because I've decided to get into comedy, um, that means that I'm spending evenings at bars. Right. Which is not something we've ever, I mean, for we've been married for 23 years and we have never made a habit of going to bars. Especially during the weekday, you know, yeah. Monday through Friday. Your Monday through Friday has always been understood that come home, we eat dinner at home, we spend the rest of the night at home in general. Yeah, well, it makes sense, too, to live a life like that. I mean, yeah. if, if your job, if your life revolves around, um, if your life revolves around getting up at six o'clock in the morning and you exercise and you have breakfast and you get a shower and you go to work and you work till the evening and then you come home, you come home and you have to do things like laundry and prepping for meals for the week and you know all those things that you do in the evenings i mean we say we sit around and relax but we don't i mean we do other things yeah um you know household things but now because i'm talking about because i go to um i want to go to open mics more than twice a week see it's getting to the point now to where at first it was just going to open mics once a week which is not a big deal right but then twice a week you start it really starts to really put a a, a, a notch in the evenings and then when you start looking at more than twice a week then it really starts screwing up our weeks weeks because we we got into the habit of like creating a menu during the week oh yeah um you know it's really funny people ask like what we do and i think organization is really important to our lives i think it's important to everybody's life it is it is um it's one of the keys to success for us for being able to uh at least in uh, the last two years, uh, stay fit, stay healthy. We've both been able to uh, knock off, you know, uh, a substantial a, amount of a weight, a substantial amount of weight, and exercise more. And the key to that has been establishing kind of a ritual, a pattern, something organized, which is we try to eat at home most nights. We try to control what we eat, and we try to make sure exercise is part of our schedule. So when these disruptions come along, like you know, open mics and, uh, uh, you know, responsibilities of the podcast network and that sort of thing, uh, it makes it uh, challenging. It does, because a lot of people want to record, you know, if we want to do this podcast network, you know, and I think this applies to anybody who wants to run any type of business that's outside of of having a nine to five job, right? I mean, yeah. you figure, um, you know, a lot of people that we record with can't record until after work. Yeah. And yeah. most people have nine to five jobs. So that means I have to be available after the nine to five, which means that completely throws off our time together. And that's that's been the thing that we've been discussing for the week and like trying to figure out how things are going to go. Because let's see. Well, here's the notes I wrote. <clears throat> Creating this network together has done two things. It's yep. it's. It's made us have more time together because leading up to this, we had gotten into this habit where we would get up in the morning, we would dance around each other doing our things, going to the gym, exercise. We have a treadmill at home, so you usually do the treadmill. I get in the car and go to the gym. Right. Then we come home, we dance around each other doing breakfast, showers. You leave by 8, 8.15. I'm usually gone by 9, 9.30. So I can usually kind of hang back and let you get your shit together and get out. So... So 
<clears throat> let's see. So we have those mornings and then the evenings, like you said, we get home around five and then we have dinner. Then we do the evening things, the home things. And then we, you know, which usually consisted of us doing our own things, yeah. which was you gaming. Right. I had game. I had games that I played in the evening, online games with other people. Yeah. And you had several. So I you did. had you had like a Monday night game or I'm sorry, you had a Tuesday, Tuesday night game. You have a Wednesday night D&D game. You had a Thursday night game. Right. You know, and then I would just kind of entertain myself. I knit and do stuff like that. So, um, so it kind of got down to that. And then you get really comfortable in that. Now, all of a sudden, we quit doing these fun things. We're slammed together all the time. We're constantly discussing things, working things out, scheduling things, reminding each other of things. It's a, it's, it's so much, so much shit. Yeah. So it's, but, but yeah, but it, but it is, but it is, uh, I guess a blessing and a curse, if you will. It's yeah. uh, we get more time together, but the time that we're spending together isn't relaxed time; it's work time. Right, and I'm not getting. I've I, I definitely feel like I'm not getting the fun time with you, which I really miss. Yeah. Um. You know, and then of course, working on Marriage Survival Boot Camp, we've had to kind of be really introspective about what we're doing because we're talking about our lives together. So we, so we spent that first episode, um, you know, after, and I'm not afraid to tell anybody this, like after, after we had that first episode, we became very lovey dovey. We were yeah. like, Oh yeah, I remember that. That was great. You remember when we were kids and oh, I remember yeah. you were so sweet. And when me, love me. was new. And when love was new, new. Yeah. New love smell, you know, like a yeah. new car smell. <laughs> we had the new love smell. So we actually got to re-experience some of that new love smell smell for a couple of days after that we were very lovey-dovey and didn't get a whole lot of work done um you know and like i said in this note that i wrote for me and you that you know life is good but it's stressful you know we've yeah. exercised diet real bill paying job which is your job you know your game that you do on wednesdays you know yeah. you're you have an extra project you work on yeah um the kickstarter and then we have to deal with things like me with my depression my therapy my comedy yeah. You know, which are all the same thing. Workouts, again, all the same thing. And yeah. then your birthday came up. So happy birthday. Yay. 46. Yay. Mm. Um, but it was kind of funny uh, for your birthday. Uh, you wanted to do a game night. You want yeah. to do a game night with friends. And you love games. I do. You I love, love them a lot. You love tabletop games. You love board games. You love card games. Any type of gaming. I'm, I'm into it. I hate <laughs> Hate. I don't hate them. I will. I can't. I think it just has something to do with my attention span. It's yeah. the fact that I don't have a very long attention span and I can't really hold my attention on a lot of things for a long time. Um, so I and I don't really get into them. It's it's uh, it's really weird because I get very um, I, I get this very strong sense of like I want to win and I don't like that feeling that it gives me uh, that that I feel around other people, like, I better kick your ass. You know, I, yeah. I become very vicious very quickly. So I think I kind of recognize that in myself, and I'd rather just not. Um, but uh, that's what you wanted to do for your birthday. It is. Well, I still, you know, we still had fun. I mean, we played a variety of different games. We played uh, Bears versus Babies, which was a lot of fun. Yeah. If you don't read The Oatmeal, you should go look it up. Just yeah. type in The Oatmeal, you'll find it. Yeah. And then type, after you figure that out, type in Bears versus Babies. And it's a, it's a great game. Yeah, and you, and if you do that, you may as well find um, exploding kittens. exploding kittens. He did a game. Of, what's his name? Elan Lee. No. 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 I think you're wrong. Adam something. Oh fuck! What is the guy? I'm okay. sorry, guy at Oatmeal. We've totally fucked up your name. Oh, uh, uh, Matt Inman. Matt Inman. Thank you. Uh, I, I didn't mean you meant his name. Sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah. So anyway, Matt Inman of the Oatmeal. He's 
totally fucking awesome. But anyway, yeah. so we took all these games and we had a bunch of new stuff. We had Bears versus Babies, which we hadn't played yet. Mm-hmm. We had um, uh, what is that? Was it midget game? <laughs> what? <laughs> Why are you that laughing? Midget at me? game? Didn't we take the midget game? What are you talking about? <laughs> God damn it. So, okay, folks, if you don't know, this is something you'll figure out. I lose words. I um, I had an, a severe car accident when I was 18, and I will lose a word. And so, unfortunately, sometimes I do say things I shouldn't say uh-huh. because I have no other way to say it. And I try to guess what she's <laughs> talking about, but I'm sorry. The midget game does not bring anything to mind. Can you explain how this game is played? Maybe we'll go from there. Okay, it's a card game. Yeah. All right, and it's usually pretty wild and varied, and there's so many different versions of it. Cause flux? Flux, that's the one. Now, how do you get midget from flux? Isn't there a game with, like, little tiny people in flux? No? I have no <laughs> idea what you were talking about. Again, people, you'll learn over time that my brain just does the things it wants to do and it, and it assigns things it wants to assign to it and I get things terribly mixed up. Okay. Yeah. This is hilarious. <laughs> it is to him anyway. Um, <laughs> you, you should see the way he's looking at me. It's great. Um, flux. Dang it. Yeah. Isn't a... I just... I, can't, I see this little box of cards uh-huh. and it's got all these little guys on it and they're all carrying axes and hammers. They're like dwarves and... It's kind of, I don't know. I'll have to go home and pull up our card game. Hey, there's a mystery for next week. What was the card game? Let me write that down. What was the card game? (laughs) Tune in next week to find out what the heck we were talking about. Okay, I'll make sure. Hey, and if you have guesses, send them to us. You (laughs) might be right. You're not going to get a prize or anything, but you can bask in the glow of being right. That you figured out what was going on in my dumb brain. That's right. Anyway, so we're we're completely off track here. Yeah, the point is the point is. Um, we, so the whole point of this is is that starting this podcast, we've started to be very introspective, which has caused us to be more lovey dovey, which is nice. Um, also, we've just been real super busy dealing with that sort of thing, and then of yeah. course Damon's birthday came up. So that's what we wanted to talk about was right. the fact that Damon and I are not competitive with each other. Not normally. Normally. Yeah. But for some reason, this is a sticking point, which is the game Clue. Oh, my God, Clue. (laughs) So Damon and I have been playing Clue together for years, since we've known each other. Because you've had it at your house since we were teenagers, 13. And I have been playing this, and you've never beat me. That is correct. You've never beat me at Clue. And you've accused me of cheating. And I have stepped back and I've let you do any amount of things you want to do to the game to guarantee that I'm not cheating. And I still beat you. Yeah, she's not cheating. She's just good. I don't know why I'm good at Clue, but I just have this very intuitive sense about, like, the way people mark. And, like, people even, like, try to control their tells and stuff at the table with me, and I can still beat them. Yeah. So we ended up playing Clue on your birthday because it was there. And unfortunately, a few of our friends got involved. Not unfortunately. They had a good time. (laughs) But they they bore witness to our uh, sudden uh, interest in 
beating the hell out of each other for this in, or in this game. They were laughing at us because we would like put our backs to each other, oh, yeah. and it was so funny because one of us would ask questions like, "I suggest it was it was Mrs. White in the in the kitchen with a rope," and then the other person would be like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, "Uh huh, that's what I thought. That's what I thought." And they were laughing at us because oh, yeah. we were so blood and guts about this. We were egging each other on <laughs> so badly, and it's just unusual for us. Normally, we're a team, a partnership. We yeah. back each other up. We don't go after each other. Mm -hmm. But this was a rare occasion. This was a rare occasion, and I'm gonna say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna put it out here for the universe. Okay. I don't care if a roommate hears it or not. Yeah. Our roommate sabotaged that game because that is the first clue game I have lost Ooh. in years. Oh. I lost that game. Because he cheated. Because he cheated. And he I did really did not tell you the right thing. Mm -mm. And I'll tell you why. And I'll remember this for the rest of my fucking life. Yeah. I, rem okay. It was Mrs. Scarlet in the office. Yes. With the candlestick. Yes. Okay. I had office figured out and I had candlestick figured out. I had it down between Mrs. White and Mrs. Scarlet. That's right. what I had figured out. And the, the, I had a get, I had to roll before you. Yes. And then you. And I knew you weren't close. Right. So I did. I asked the room. I said, and, and the rules of the game state that if someone asks you about something, if you have it in your hand, you have to show it to them. Yes. Now, only the first person you come upon that has something. Right. Now, I knew that nobody would have the office, and I knew nobody would have the candlestick. So I went into the office, and I said, Mrs. White in the office with the, the candlestick. candlestick. And I knew that if nobody had Mrs. White, then it was... Right. It was Mrs. White. If somebody had Mrs. White, it's Miss Scarlet. So That's right. I had a 50-50 chance, and I chose Mrs. White. And when I asked about Mrs. White, and I got to our roommate, Corey... He said no. And I wouldn't have accused, I really honestly would not accuse him of cheating and, and lying if it weren't for the fact that on the way home, he said in the back of the car, he goes, well, you usually win that game. He goes, but I guess you just didn't plan on having somebody like me in the game who likes to throw things out of whack. And I didn't think anything of it at the time, but the next morning I woke up and was like, oh, that uh, son of a bitch lied. Cheater. He's a cheater. Cheater. Yeah, so I was pissed, but I still I still maintain that I won that game. Yeah, yeah. I maintain that I won that game. That's right, in spirit at least. Yeah, so for, you know, it's really funny. We went from a week of complete and total lovey-dovey, like, Oh, I love you so much. I love you too. That new fresh, that n new love smell. That new love smell. New love smell. Mm -hmm. But uh, but then it quickly turned into. Arr, <laughs> I'm gonna take you down. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so you know what? A good marriage has conflict, I guess. Yes. And good natured conflict. Good natured conflict. It was fun. So the secret to all that is that, despite the fact that we were. <laughs> aggressively angling for each other in this game once the game was done it was over it wasn't like we, we stood were, in the kitchen and laughed for we, a half an we hour we laughed at ourselves we did not argue about it we did not complain mm -mm. nobody was upset nobody's feelings got hurt it was it, it was actually it was very amusing and uh yeah we just we just kind of ran with it so yeah. i mean there was even a point where i looked at you and i was like you are such an asshole and you're like you're such Bitch. <laughs> yeah. A, you know, it's very important to know yourself. It's, it's important to know yourself and, and, and know your partner. And know your partner. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
And I think so there's a combination of things going here. There's there's honesty and communication, mm-hmm. you know, communication regarding the, you know, the way we deal with things when the pressure's on during the week and we don't have time to spend with each other that we'd like or we're spending it time working instead of relaxing. But we communicate with each other that this is what we both agree we want to have happen. This is what we both agree we want to get done. Right. And when we're in agreement on it, we can deal with it. Right. And uh, then, of course, honesty is, as you say, you know, when one of us is being an, a douchebag or, or mm-hmm. an asshole or a bitch, you say it. Yeah, I mean, say it not with malice, but with just acknowledgement that this is happening. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's been cases where, well, I've I've said this before. um, You know, you and I being together as a couple, I. Well, you said it the past couple of years, we've been really good about exercise and dieting and like taking care of ourselves. And we've right. both knocked off a lot of weight. Yeah. The catalyst for that was you making a shitty remark to me about snacks. Yeah. And it was that shitty remark. I mean, I've joked about it many times that if I have snacks in the house, I'm going to eat them. It's no lie. This is these are the facts. These are the facts. I've said it. It's yeah. just like an alcoholic telling you if they have a six pack of beer in the house, they're going to drink six. That's right. If they have a twelve pack of beer in the house, they're going to drink twelve. If I have a candy bar in the house, I'm going to eat one. Yeah. If I have five candy bars in the house, I'm going to eat five. It's just the way it is. I understand my addiction. I understand what it is. Doesn't mean that I don't fall victim to it and like let it overtake me sometimes. But yeah. But at that point, you had had enough. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I made a smarmy remark, and really, it wasn't intended to go past that. But yeah, I, I had enough, and so basically, you know, it tripped something in April's mind, and she resolved to do better, and I resolved to help her because I I, I generally try to be a supportive partner. And well, you know, making a smartass remark is not the way. No, to get somebody's attention on something. However. Um, I guess it's one of those cases where you didn't realize it was bothering you yeah. until it, it hit you at a point where you like snapped a little bit and you snapped at me and then it was like, okay, I'm being selfish. But it's, it's, it's the same thing. It's like, you, I don't want to be selfish no more than you want to snap at me, but right. those things they happen. happen. Yeah. So. so, you know, yeah, that could have been avoided if I had simply talked about it bothering me rather than letting it build up like that. So. Right. And I mean, I don't know if I would have even... I don't know if it would have had the same effect on me at that point either. Right. I mean, sometimes you do need somebody to go, look, asshole, you are fucking up, you know, yeah, sometimes. And, that's, and that's kind of what you had to, had to do, Yeah, which is fine. Well, you know, so. you know, a similar thing happened when we were starting this business, you know, you were doing a lot of work. In fact, you were doing all of the work on your own. Mm-hmm. And I was just going along happily playing my Tuesday night uh, game, my Wednesday night game, my Thursday night game, and everything was fine in my mind. Mm-hmm. And then you snapped and you said, <laughs> all right, I need you to tell me if you're 100% committed. And, you know, <laughs> basically we had a, a pretty decent uh, discussion. Heavy, As they say in the South, a come to Jesus. Yes, a heavy discussion. Yeah. And we came to an agreement. And yeah. that was, it was, um, it was good in the sense that it, it, it kind of made me more aware of your needs because I just wasn't getting it. You, know, right. you would you would tell me about how overworked you felt, but I really didn't get exactly what was going on. And you, you just had to come at it a little bit more aggressively. And so yeah. that worked. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, it's really – I mean, think about it. People talk about – they ask us if we fight. And it's like, eh, not really. We have discussions, 
We've yep. had heavy discussions. Yes. We've had a heated discussion or two, but not many. Yeah, but never a fight, never a screaming match, never a, you know, never a thing where one of us argues with the other to the point of where we can't see each other's points. I right. feel like every time, even in those heated discussions, somebody's making a point and the other person's like, oh, okay. You know, so they're yeah. realizing the, the seriousness of it or an aspect of it we didn't think about before. Yeah. And on all those cases, it's suddenly, it's it's an awareness, but it's never a denial of what the other person is saying like no you're wrong I, right. I, I can't recall us ever saying you're wrong to each other yeah i don't recall ever saying that to you either yeah like I, I've, I've recalled us saying things like i don't think you're seeing it the way i'm what i'm trying to tell you you exactly. know but Which, it's like yeah. but, ne- but, but never, never yeah never accusing each other of just plain being wrong yeah that's true you know something else too that i, I was thinking about like um, you know, it's not about fighting or not fighting because we have disagreements, but we don't necessarily we don't have brawls. Right. I'll tell you that we've never had a brawl. Um, I have a tendency to be a little more pop offish than Damon. And when I say that I come from I come from. A, so we we deal with something a little interesting. I don't know what other people do, but I come from a family of people who fight. Yep. And when I say fight, I mean fisticuffs. Sh- fisticuffs. <laughs> Shit gets thrown around the house. My dad's, you know, pulled out guns and shot around the house and that sort of thing a couple of times. Um, you know, I've uh, I was a scrapper in high school, and um, I've I've worked very hard not to um, have explosions. If anybody in my life has seen my explosions, it's Damon. I've pretty much withheld them from other people. He's the only person that has seen me really explode. Um, I think Mike, when I worked at the grocery store area here in town, he saw me one day. I didn't realize he was close by and I was punching a chair and I looked up and he was standing there Uh (laughs) wide-eyed and I was like, excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, so you're really the only person that's seen that kind of serious anger out of me, but it's only been directed at you twice. Right. And once was you weren't home. Um, it was something I found out about that you lied to me about. Yes, yes, and then, I actually lied, oh. <laughs> which is rare. It is rare. And um, I uh, I pitched a fit and like destroyed the house, which is really useful. And it, believe me, folks, I know it's it's that's really useful um, uh, angling of your anger. I know. Don't you don't have to write me and tell me. Um, that was twenty some odd years ago, so yeah. it's been a while since it I've has. done that. Um, that was in the first year of marriage. Mm-hmm. So, and that's the only time I did that. And then, um, and we had a talk and we decided that we would, you know, not do it that route anymore. Right. And then, um, you've always been real good about coming to me going, um, actually you're not real good about coming to me. You <laughs> sit and stew yeah. until I go, what the fuck is wrong with right. you? And then and you're then like you- nothing. And then I'm like, go, you actually pull that shit more than I do. I, I, you do. So I don't explode, but I internalize it until it starts showing on my face and the way I act. And then things April, you say to me, things I say. And then she, April teases it out of me, or not teases, but pries it out of me yeah. and finally gets me to admit what's going on. So yeah, yeah, because you know what? A lot of people will tell you that you look at me um, with, like, love mm-hmm. and uh, adoration, and people will tell me I look at you the same way, and right. I'm glad other people see that. Um, 
But uh, when you do make some army remarks, yeah, it really catches my attention because you don't speak to me that way. So when you make a sarcastic remark to me, and your sarcasm is sharp, yeah, unfortunately, when, yeah, your your sarcasm cuts. Um, yeah. so when your car- sarcasm cuts me, I'm like, okay, I don't always assume that I'm doing something wrong. But I, I immediately go, okay, what am I doing? Because you're the most patient person in the world. I'm the one that gets irritated. Like somebody takes a second breath and I get irritated. You have superb patience. So when you are irritated, I'm like, okay, what's going on? And so then I have to dig it out of you for something. You've gotten better over the years. Yeah, it's, I've tried to. Um, it's still something you work on, you know. Just uh, it, it's, it's one of those things, like for me, it's like you. I think about something that makes me upset and I think – well, is it that big of a deal? Yeah, I won't bother mentioning it. But it obviously is a big deal if it keeps bothering me. So, you know, right. it's one of those things you learn that you have to say, okay, when it starts bothering you, before it has been bothering you for too long, that's when you speak up. Yeah, that. And we've finally learned over the years where I'll just go, hey, Damon, and he'll go, what? And I'll go, okay, you just bit my head off. You said this. And right. I perceived it. And we've actually gotten to the point to where we talk to each other this way. I'll go, I perceived it as you meaning this. And he's like, oh, no, 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 that's not what I meant. I'm really, really sorry. And then usually you'll walk away for a few minutes and then you'll come back and you'll go, okay, this is what's bothering me. <laughs> and I'll go, okay. Yeah. And then you'll tell me. Yeah. So. It still shouldn't be like that, though. No, but we work it out. I think we work yeah. it out better than most people. I think so. I think yeah. The key is uh, for for you for that approach. Your, you know, your your tactic of kind of prying it out of me rather than uh, going hostile on me, trying to yeah, you know, like verbally beat it out of me. That would that would definitely be the wrong approach. So well, you know, yeah, that and and it's also or this na- nagging me to death. You yeah, know? yeah. But it's, it's more kind of like being conscious of the other person's – because it's like they say, when somebody – like when you're out and about in public and somebody attacks you or says something horrible to you, it's not you. Right. It's them. Yeah. They're having a bad day. Mm-hmm. So that's what I try to think when – because you're always so loving and so kind to me. And, and we, we – you know, people talk about – they're like, what, what are you guys – what kind of secrets do you have? Well, okay, here's the main secret. We you still use please, thank you, do you mind – would you would you mind you right. know we're very we still use pleasantries with each other yeah, we, we st- still respect each other as human beings yeah we still respect each other as human beings so i don't assume anything so if he's getting up to go to the kitchen i don't go hey get me a glass of water i go hey do you mind getting me a glass of water i know it doesn't sound like much but it makes a huge difference yeah. to feel appreciated I absolutely think. you know and we still say oh thank you so much and i know it sounds like again i said it, it's it sounds silly but it is part of what i think makes things good for us yeah i would agree i would agree definitely uh, being 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 pleasant being respectful being um uh you know not uh not treating each other excuse me not taking each other for granted yeah definitely Yeah. yeah being yeah definitely not taking each other for granted and then so when you say something smarmy yeah it sticks out and i go so then I can go, okay, well, that hurt. Why did that hurt? And yeah. I'll, then I'll go, hey, Damon. So I know it sounds crazy, and it, it seems, it almost seems like one of those activities like you do at work where they're like, okay, if you have workplace conflict, this is what you should do. Yeah. But it seriously works. I mean, it if does. you're constantly, if you make a conscious effort on the regular to be polite and kind and conscientious of each other's needs and feelings, that when somebody does kind of go, pew, on, you know, like loses their mind on you, you go, oh, what's wrong? Yeah, you what's know? that about? What's that about? Is it me? 
It yeah. could be me, but it most likely isn't. And nine times out of ten, it isn't. Yeah. And or it's something small that we can work out. Right. And, and of course, the other side of that, too, is when you are approached by your partner, you know, mm. as April's approached me or I've approached her about it, you have to not – you have to resist the urge to, you know, snap and say nothing. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, be – get all defensive about the other person asking you. You have to right. see it's like they, they're concerned about you. They're concerned about you. They're concerned about – what has happened either to you or something they've done, you know, and so you take that as the opportunity to say, oh, okay, well, here, this is what's going on. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's a good thing. Yeah, I think so. It's, it's, it's hard. I'm not saying it's easy, but, uh, but it's definitely, as long as you, if, if you've got that just in your head that the other person deserves to, you know, that, that you should treat whatever they're saying, you know, uh, as you know, serious and uh, you know, and 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 take it in as if you were in their place. You know, and I this think. is a kind of a two sided coin too, yeah. because if you're the person that's being come, like if I come to you and I say, "Hey, Damon, what's bothering you?" Right. Then you have to go, "Is something bothering me?" Exactly. Because you don't always know something's bothering you. Sometimes, sometimes I'm like, I don't think something's bothering me. As far as I know, I was pretty happy today. But maybe, you know, maybe earlier that day I did something snappish or, you know, yeah, I, was, so. I was short. I, uh, I, I I broke from my normal routine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So and then I have to figure out what that is. But right. I mean, I guess so the takeaway from this is if you're, you know, if you're if if you're conscious of each other and you're conscious of each other's normal attitude when something is strange, instead of being like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. Instead of being like that, being like something bothering you and then because like i said nine times out of ten it's not you anyway it's right. something else most of the time you're like oh, i have something at work today i'm sorry i didn't mean to bring it home and that's usually the end of it right and you if know? it is something with you then you definitely need to work that out right <laughs> burying it's definitely not going to make it any better no no, it no just rot yeah you plant you you plant rotten seed you get rotten plants that's right that's right so, anyway so yes. I guess that's the takeaway of this uh, this podcast. If you plant rotten seeds, you get rotten plants. There you go. So you... don't plant those rotten seeds. You've been listening to Marriage Survival Boot Camp on You Gonna Meow Podcast, podcast Network. Network. Now drop and give me 20. <laughs>